What is up you guys? Welcome back to the split decision. Today is Friday, November 1st, 2019. And guys, tomorrow's the big fight. Actually, two big fights. Tomorrow's the two big fights that I've been waiting for. And tomorrow I'm I'm a broke man. I'm gonna be spending over most likely two hundred dollars just to watch these fights, not including food, not including beer, not including all that. But Today's episode, we will be talking about the UFC 244 main event between Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz. The baddest motherfucker belt is on the line. This is a fight that I've been waiting for. This is my second most anticipated fight in MMA this year. Um, we'll get to the most anticipated later when I um, later when I have to cover it. And then in boxing, we are also talking about the main event. For the WBO light heavyweight belt, I'm talking about Sergey Kovalev versus Canelo Alvarez. Canelo Alvarez debut fight at light heavyweight. Oh boy, this is gonna be crazy! I'm so excited, guys. Uh, stay tuned uh, for my predictions. Alright, so to kick off this stacked featured fight Saturday, let's get into the MMA side of things. Because the UFC is pulling out all the stops. MSG, UFC 244, headlined by a welterweight bout between Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz. BMF title is on the line. Yes, the UFC created a custom belt for these two fighters. One of one, never will be made again, never will be defended. Just for these two bad motherfuckers right here. Honestly, I'm super excited because it's a fight that hardcore fans have wanted for years. Uh, hardcore fans know the, the grind that Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz have gone through just to get to this point where now they're in the mainstream. And not only that, but they're headlining the biggest show of the year for the UFC, which is Madison Square Garden. So it's interesting because if you would have announced this fight in 2018 at the same time, this wouldn't have mattered to anybody. This could have been uh, a main card fight on MSG, possibly a co-main, but this would have not this would have not main evented Madison Square Garden, especially because none of them are champions or UFC champions. So, what has happened, obviously, in the past 12 months? Well, obviously, for Jorge Masvidal, he knocked out Darian Till in the beginning of the year in a major upset. And then to follow that, he gets into a backstage altercation with Leon Edwards where he gives him a three-piece and a soda. And for those who don't know, please Google that. I'm pretty sure you can find it on um, Urban Dictionary. And then after that, he proceeds to knock the living whole hell out of Ben Askren in five seconds to not only take his undefeated record, but to get the fastest knockout in UFC history. And now it leads him to this point right here, which is Madison Square Garden UFC 244 main event. As for Nate Diaz, we all know, you know, he beat Conor McGregor in the first fight, barely loses the second fight to uh, Conor in a majority decision. Uh, and then he takes a three-year layoff. He doesn't fight after that. Until August comes around, where he comes back and fights Nate Diaz and dominates him for a unanimous decision victory after three years off. And now we're at this point right here, where 
Both of these guys are now fighting for a custom-made belt just for them. And honestly, for hardcore fans, this is a fight that we've all been wanting for years. Um, these two, um, for people, this could have been, um, if you see their records, it seems like they're journeymen, but if you know the fighters, you know that these guys are one of the top fighters in the world. Both of these guys are top-notch fighters. Jorge Masvidal has some controversial losses that, you know, really should have been wins for him. Nate Diaz, you know, he's only fought the best of the best. He's never fought any tomato cans, no trash or anything. So this fight right here is going to be an entertaining one because all they want to do is kill or be killed. That is the fighter's mentality. Both of these guys are natural-born fighters, and it's, it's going to be exciting to watch. So let's get into the analytics of things. Let's talk about three aspects of the fight that I think really need to be talked about. We're going to talk about the striking game of each. We're going to talk about the ground game of each. And then this is the most important part because this is a main event, which is five rounds. We'll talk about the conditioning. So let's start off with striking. Um, the advantage goes to Jorge Masvidal. Um, even though Nate Diaz does have elite boxing, um, he trains with some of the best boxers in the world. He says he has uh, Andre Ward as a boxing uh, partner. So that's something that's, you know, always a plus to have. Someone who's a world-class boxer, that's great. But Jorge Masvidal, I have to give the advantage to him in the striking aspect because naturally, if you watch any Masvidal fights, he's obviously more comfortable being on the feet than he is on the ground, which is not saying he's not comfortable on the ground, but he's always looking for the finish, and he's always a fighter that, you know, prides himself on his boxing background. But just because he has a boxing background doesn't mean that man does not know how to throw some kicks. Um, when I watch his Till fight, his Darren Till fight, and his Donald Cerrone fight, you can see that man brings a lot of pressure. His punches snap so fast, so hard, so aggressively, but they're not overly aggressive. They're like smartly aggressive. It's like he's so intelligently aggressive with his punches, with his kicks, that fighters are thrown off by it. You can tell in the Donald Cerrone fight specifically, if you see in the beginning of the first round, you see that Donald Cerrone is like, you know, kind of dictating the beginning of the fight, you know, throwing a lot of punches, throwing a lot of strikes, trying to put pressure on him. But you don't know is that Jorge is reading him. And then as the, the, the first round goes on, you see Jorge start implementing his game plan, implementing his strikes, implementing all this all this, all the reads that he's seen, and then he basically, towards the end of the first round, he dismantles Donald, knocks him down, and basically tells him, watch out for the second round, and in the second round, he stops him via uh, strikes, but yeah, man, Jorge Masvidal, in the striking aspect, he's, he's the better striker, uh, he's just, he's more aggressive, he's more uh, comfortable on the feet, his strikes are much cleaner, much more poised, much more postured, much more snappy. Not saying that Nate Diaz is not like that, but Diaz's strikes are a little bit more like, not they're a little bit sluggish, and um, at, he is a slow starter with his strikes, and he's more of like a dirty boxer, so he likes to grind things out, use his boxing in the clinch, 
um, when they're up against the cage. That's where he does a lot of his damage. Whereas Jorge, Jorge can do that from a distance, from up close, in the clinch. Uh, it really doesn't matter. Ground game wise, uh, no brainer. Nate Diaz has the better ground game, and I mean it's shown in his fights. He has what, some of the best jujitsu in the UFC. He has um, he has a black belt in ju- Brazilian jujitsu under uh, under Caesar Gracie, and it's a second degree. And not only that, but he has twelve submission victories out of his twenty victories. He has twelve. Um, not to mention that he's just really good off the off his back. Um, once he puts that pressure on you and you start to crumble and you try to take him down or anything, you're you're basically you're 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 fucked on the ground because he'll he's really good with catching you with either a guillotine, an armbar, a rear naked choke. Especially if you give him his your his your back, that man is going to sink in that rear naked choke quickly, man. I've uh, when he fought Conor McGregor the first time, it was so smooth how he transitioned. When Conor tried to go for a takedown, it was so smooth how he stuffed the takedown, uh, rolled onto his back, and got the rear naked choke in. Another fight where his jiu-jitsu was just on point was the fight against Kurt Pellegrino where uh, he got a triangle on him. And while he got the triangle, he freaking flipped the two birds and started flexing before Kurt Pellegrino even tapped out that mean he already knew that he had the the triangle in that he didn't even need to freaking you know apply any pressure at that point but yeah overall jiu-jitsu game it has to go to nate diaz and then conditioning wise this one's kind of hard because i haven't really seen jorge masvidal go five rounds i think he went five rounds with benson henderson uh a couple, a few years ago, but I didn't watch that fight, so I can't. I I have to watch it and see how he uh how he fared in that fight. But I would say, as of right now, it's kind of tough to call. But I think Nate Diaz honestly has the better conditioning, just because he fights at one pace, no matter what the fight is. He does. He's not. A st- he's definitely not a strong starter, but he fights at one pace um, throughout the whole fight. But that one pace breaks people down. As fighters start to gas out and start to get worn down um, towards the later rounds, Nate Diaz is still, you know, pressuring them and you know, smothering them with um, clinches, punches, dirty boxing, and all that. So I would say, I would say the conditioning part. I feel like Nate Diaz will be will be more conditioned than Jorge Masvidal. But at the same time, I don't know because Nate Diaz is coming off a three-year layoff, even though he did just fight um, Anthony Pettis. That was a three-round fight. So I don't know really who has the better conditioning. I feel like Masvidal, because he's going to look for the finish, I think he might wear down in rounds four and five. So I would say Nate Diaz will have the advantage in the conditioning aspect. So what is my predictions for the fight? Who is going to win the BMF title tomorrow night at UFC 244? I think Jorge Masvidal is going to win. I think Jorge is going to look for the finish. And I think he's going to take advantage 
of Nate Diaz's slow start. Now, I'm not saying he's going to charge at him, but he's going to make the reads early in round one, and he's going to make sure that he's going to, you know, just halt Nate Diaz's momentum because he is a slow starter in round one. Nate Diaz is very sluggish. Nate Diaz is flat-footed when he fights, and I feel like Jorge will expose that, and um, I just think that he's going to, uh, I think he might finish the fight in round two or three. I feel like Jorge is going to beat Nate Diaz by TKO round two. So that's my predictions. I think Jorge Masvidal will expose Nate Diaz early in round one. I think he'll stop him either two or three by technical knockout. So Jorge Masvidal is my prediction to win the BMF title. Alright, so now on to the boxing side of things for a featured fight Saturday. Zone Boxing is holding their event headlined by the WBO light heavyweight bout between WBO light heavyweight champion Sergey Kovalov and Saul Canelo Alvarez, the middleweight champion of the world. This fight is kind of weird to me because Canelo, this is Canelo's debut fight at light heavyweight uh not only that but canelo is moving up 15 pounds to challenge kovalov so it's interesting because canelo has never fought in this weight division so we do not know how he'll match up two he's fighting the one of the major world champions in the weight division that he's never fought in and three how how will his conditioning and his boxing hold up with a 15-pound uh, weight gain for a fight? Everything's intriguing. This is intriguing because it seems like a, a circus fight for some reason. For me, it feels like a circus fight because Canelo could have moved up to super middleweight instead of making the jump all the way to light heavyweight. But, but no, we have what we have now which is Kovalov versus Alvarez and it comes off it comes off the controversy of him getting stripped of the title because he didn't meet the mandatory September title date to fight uh, Sergei Derevinchenko but yet he's able to move up in weight and fight Kovalov who is much bigger than him by the way uh, let me tell you the tell the tape by the way um, Kovalov is six foot Canelo Alvarez is five foot eight. Canelo Alvarez has not fought in light heavyweight. Sergey Kovalov has had, let me check real quick, has had one, two, three light heavyweight titles in the division. He's had the WBO light heavyweight title, the IBF light heavyweight title, and the WBA super light heavyweight belt so now it begs the question does Canelo Alvarez really have a chance in this fight and the answer is yeah obviously they wouldn't make the f- they wouldn't make the fucking fight if Canelo Alvarez was fa- was um predicted to lose the fight there's a reason why they made this fight one it's gonna make money two Sergey Kovalov is uh going towards the tail end of his career 
uh, he's at uh, age uh, 36 right now, but he's really um, his really his physical prime has passed. He's starting to look a little sluggish. Um, his his punching speed is not not where it used to be. Um, his fight against Anthony Yardi, even though he uh, got the uh, the knockout finish in uh, round 11, he he really looked a little he looked much slower than he used to look. Uh, he used to be a couple years ago. He used to be one of those guys who had really hard punches. He had real real knockout power, and on top of that, he threw volume on top of that knockout power and it's not like he threw like tip tap um volume punches to to um to set up the the ko punch no this man would throw hard combos at his opponents to stop them i remember watching the him fight bernard hopkins and him knocking him down with a really stiff straight right that really caught bernard um off guard and i think you know I think that's where his real advantages is, is that he has a lot of power, especially at light heavyweight where Canelo really hasn't really absorbed such a, a light heavyweight fighter's um, punches yet. So it'll really be interesting to see. But for Canelo Alvarez, I think it does favor him a little bit to, to be in this fight because he will be the much faster fighter. He does have the much better footwork. He really has, he really will, you know, make it real difficult for Kovalov to just to, to, to hit him because Kovalov he um he's really more of a straightforward fighter I see um as I watch his fights he just he really is uh he really just punches like square up and like straightforward really doesn't utilize angles well um Andre Ward exposed that twice um in their fights with Kovalov really was nimble on his feet really just outboxed him hit him at different angles and I think that Canelo Alvarez is because he's in the prime of his career and he has world he has one of the best one of the best footworks in boxing right now I think he will use that to his advantage even with the 15 pound uh gain but here's the thing I just feel like because Kovalov is this is his natural weight this is where he usually fights I feel like I feel like he'll make this fight tough for Canelo Alvarez. And that's the thing. If this was like like super middleweight or middleweight, Canelo Alvarez would single hand or hands down win. But because this is his first fight in Kovalov's weight division, this is what wor- that's what worries me because I don't really know what to expect for Canelo. I don't know if he's going to be slower because he's fighting 15 pounds heavier. I don't know if his I know I don't know if his punching power is going to be the same effect as it is in middleweight, as it was in junior middleweight, as it was when he was fighting Amir Khan, or uh, he was when he was fighting Gennady Golovkin, and he was punching real hard, real hard power. I don't know if it's going to have the same effect to Kovalov because Kovalov, um, Kovalov has. I'm pretty sure. This man has, this man has only been stopped once, and that was against uh, Elader um, Alvarez, and then he ended up avenging that the fight, the, literally the fight right after that. So that's the only thing, because the only thing that I'm worried about is 
how Canelo Alvarez is going to fight because Kovalov, I know what to expect. He's going to pressure you. He's going to throw volume. It's probably not going to be as fast as it used to be, but it's going to be really hard and it's going to be stiff as a fucking board. But for Canelo, I just, I don't know. I really feel like, I feel like he's going to win. That's what I think. I think Canelo's going to win. I'm just kind of, it's like a question mark, like Canelo's going to win because yeah, he's, he's the faster fighter. He, uh, he'll probably point, he'll outpoint him. It's just, man, will, will his shots have the effect that it usually does with other fighters that were in the same weight class as Canelo? Um, time will tell, but overall, I think, I think Canelo is going to beat Kovalov by unanimous decision and, uh, gain another weight division belt. I think that, I think Canelo will become the new WBO light heavyweight, um, champion. And I, I honestly think one, I really think he shouldn't have went up to light heavyweight if anything i think he should have went up to super middleweight and fought uh billy joe saunders because i think that would have been the toughest test for him but you know business is business and this is boxing and boxing is a shit show so i think canelo alvarez will beat sergey kovalov by unanimous decision i think um he's really just gonna kovalov is gonna have a difficult time hitting canelo um and i think uh I think Canelo's conditioning will will be much better, even though he will be 15 pounds heavier. I do think Canelo's conditioning will be better, and I think he will gain a, a fourth different weight division champion. So Canelo Alvarez, by unanimous decision, to win the WBO light heavyweight champion. Thank you guys for listening to today's podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I really enjoyed um, talking about these fights. Uh, I really went on rambling for a little bit because it's just these fights were really interesting to me. Uh, the Masvidal Diaz fight is my the second most anticipated fight for me. The first fight being Kobe Covington versus Kamaru Usman. But yeah, I'm just really excited for tomorrow. I'm I know for a fact I'm gonna be broke as hell after tomorrow night, but, you know, I'm really excited for these fights, um, they're gonna be some of the best fights of the year, um, if you guys wanna watch the UFC 244, um, fight card, uh, uh, you have to go to ESPN Plus, you have to go pay, uh, get a subscription there, and then on top of that, you would have to, um, you would have to pay for the pay-per-view, um, but if you know me, just come to my, come to where I'm going to be at, I'm probably going to be at Buffalo Wild Wings, go to your local Buffalo Wild Wings or Alehouse if you really want to watch the fight, and then if you want to watch the Canelo Alvarez versus Sergey Kovalev fight, uh, I advise that you get the zone, and I advise that you get the annual charge, which is $100 a month, because I'm pretty sure the monthly charge is a ripoff, so don't do that, you're going to get ripped off, and I'm going to laugh at you for it. But overall, thank you guys for listening in. Uh, thank you guys for just staying with me um, throughout the weeks. Uh, next week for MMA, we're not going to be talking about um, the UFC. We're going to actually be talking about one championship and the main event between Joshua Paccio and Rene Catalan. Now, if you guys don't know who those guys are, don't worry. I'll, got, I'll inform you guys um, 
next week about each of the fighters and one championship. And then in boxing, oh fuck. In boxing, we are going to be talking about the Logan Paul versus KSI rematch on the zone. Oh fuck, I forgot about that fight. I forgot that fight was next week. But Anyways, guys, thank you for listening in. I love you all. Thank you for all the support. Uh, Keep staying with the journey. Uh, Stay tuned on Sunday for the Rant Podcast for after the fights. Um, Love you guys, and this one's for the culture.